All right? All right, why don't we open up to uh, John 14, please? John chapter 14. This is uh, an interesting um, verse because actually it's, it's a pretty common verse. So chapter 14, we're going to eventually get down to verse 27, but I want to begin with 25. This is the Lord, this is Yeshua, this is Jesus speaking. If you have a Bible that's been published in the United States of America, it will be in red. If you have a Bible published anywhere else in the world, it will not be in red. Right? It'll still be in, in the choice ink, which is usually black, right? All right, so chapter 14, verse 25. These things, just Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You've heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. Hmm. Really, the, the main verse I'm preaching out of here is, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, we just come before you, and there is such a peace that is here through worship and through the testimonies, Lord. <sighs> let your peace just be in our midst. Not as the world gives, but as you give. Amen. Right? All right. So here we go. Be abnormal, especially during abnormal times. And so I was just looking for something a little abnormal, a little funny with the picture there, right? There's not too many. You type in abnormal Google, you, don't, you get really abnormal stuff, right? So <laughs> too abnormal for, 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 for church, right? Really weird, weird, weird stuff. But yeah, abnormal. Be abnormal. So if you don't get anything from today, you can walk out of this. Be abnormal. Be abnormal, especially during abnormal times. All right, so I assume that most of us, if not all of us, would agree the days we're living in are historically abnormal times in many regards, right? They are. And I felt the Lord was just pressing on my heart that, okay, it's, ab it's an abnormal time right now, um, so be abnormal. Be abnormal during the abnormal times. So what would that mean? That would mean as the world does things, you and I, we do things differently. See, the abnormal times are trying to create a new normal. So we be abnormal. Actually, the reality here is we're supposed to be abnormal all the time. Normal is the average. It's the collective average of people. We're not average. We're not supposed to be the collective average of people. We're supposed to be none of the norm. We're supposed to be abnormal. And so this is really kind of interesting. I, I think I find it interesting. Um, well, let's just put it this way. In public education right now, in 17 years in teaching, this is by far the most abnormal time. Okay? I mean, there's still political charges from the election. 
There is a whole bunch of energy with all the things that are happening on planet Earth with, with, um, uh, with COVID and with the economy and with tensions. I mean, it is thick right now. Okay? And I imagine many of you are experiencing that as well wherever you are working, I, I would assume. But in the public forum, holy cow. Right? I leave work and I'm like, I got I like, I to get the, the funk off. I got to get the, the mud off, right? I used to joke when I was able to actually go away for a long period of time prior to kids, you know, and go on a hiking uh, trip by myself. Uh, people were like, wow, how could you go, like, go hiking overnight by yourself? I was like, you know, sometimes you just need to get the stink off. You know what I'm saying? The stink off. And in these abnormal times, I've just really been feeling like, man, I just need to get this stink off. Like, I need to just oof, be refreshed, right? And it's one of the beautiful things of, of being around you guys and, 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 in fact, coming to church, right? It's, it's an opportunity to minister to the Lord, but we all know that we're changed when that happens, right? We get some of that world off of us. So I'm at, I'm at work, you know. It's been a very trying time at, at work, as I just said. And I had to go, and I kid you not, I had to go uh, pick up some hay, all right? So I drive up, uh, up into Newtown, up uh, Eagle Road, if, if those of you are familiar with the area. I'm driving up there, and I'm like, where am I going? Uh, it looks like it's just a, a, a driveway. I pull onto the driveway, and it pulls me back. This is not the farm. This is just Google. Actually, I think it might be HD Pexels, really good place to get stock photos for free, by the way. Um, and I, and I, I pull in, and there is a young guy, he's a young guy, he's maybe a little younger than I. And uh, he put an advertisement on Facebook about, you know, hey, and it was $4 a bale. It's pretty good pricing, $5, $6, $7 you can even find, $4 a, a bale. I was like, wow. And so I get talking with him, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I actually, like, didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. The man was so chill. So much peace. It was just like, yeah, you know, you could pay me later. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Hey, you know, I could do this for you. It was just, I can't even explain it. His absolute countenance. This is not his personality. We're not talking about personality. We're talking something deeper than personality. We're talking about his countenance was at rest. His countenance was at peace. And I was convicted. Why was I convicted? Because he lives with his girlfriend, and he's not a believer. And his countenance was more at peace, with all due respect, more than anyone that I know, except for maybe one or two of you. I can tell you later. I'm just being real. Here's a heathen living with his girlfriend. I had more countenance of peace than I have. I repented. The world having more peace than a pastor. More peace than a son or daughter. It wasn't just what he said. As I'm saying, this is more than his words. It wasn't that he was just an introvert. It wasn't that he was a quiet nature. His overall countenance just displayed a peace. A quietness. So it convicted me, and then I started to realize, 
In the modern time, with everything that's going on on planet Earth, and let's be honest, even before the modern time, it seems to be that in society, and I'll be honest, in the church, people's volume is always up. The frequency is always cranked up. The intensity is always high. Why? There's a bunch of reasons. Our culture in the West glorifies that. We glorify the extrovert. We glorify the person that has the volume up because it seems like they're in command and they know what they're saying. But right now during COVID and all the politics and everything, the volume is very, very high and the intensity is very, very high. And even without that, I feel like there's so many people in our society who remind me of the story of Chicken Little. You guys remember that story, Chicken Little? Sky is falling. Sky is falling. Oh my gosh. Come on, man. If it's not the mark of the beast, then it's COVID. If it's not COVID, then it's SARS. If it's not SARS, then it's HIV. If it's not HIV, it's the divorce rate. If it's not this, then it's uh, the Cold War. It's a nuclear bomb. It's always, 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 always something. And if it's not something, something will come. Guaranteed. The volume's up, the intensity's up. I'm not saying these things aren't real. And I'm not saying that these things are not important to discuss. And I'm not saying that anything is not important to take a stand on. Not at all. But where's your countenance? What's your countenance? Is it the sky is always falling? And everything's intense? Or do you have a peace? Like a guy making hay who lives with his girlfriend. Sometimes this volume in, in all this is, uh, is actually about important things. Right? There's an intensity about important things. Absolutely. Sometimes there's an intensity about really silly things and not important things. <clears throat> Either way, it's this. I thought the Lord was saying uh, during this time, whatever you are saying and whatever seems to be of intensity or of high volume in your life it actually may be right. It may be the correct thing. But it still may not be right. Depending on how you're displaying it. Depending on what your countenance is saying. You can be right. But your countenance can be rooted not in peace, but in worry. Not rooted in peace, but rooted in a place of trying to convince. So, if the sky is falling, or if something is important and the volume is up and the intensity is up, it may be the right thing what you're saying, but you may not be doing it in the right way. Don't try to, I'm not trying to be like too hippy-dippy here, but I came across this quote a long time ago, and it's not completely theologically true, but it really hit me in my spirit. Okay? A seed grows with no sound, but a tree falls with huge noise. Destruction has noise, but creation is quiet. This is the power of silence. Grow silently. And we know creation ultimately began, right, with a sound. The Lord spoke. And he brought everything into being. But I like this. I like this. This hits me somewhere in my spirit. And like I said, it's not completely theologically true. But it's a thing of this, right? Things are destroyed through loudness. But a baby grows in a womb in silence. A tree grows saying not a word. It falls being very loud. So good, very loud. 
And there is plenty of scriptural proof text for these things. Um, let's take a look at Proverbs, Proverbs 9. It's entitled, in my version of the Bible here, my edition here, it says, The Way of, the fo- of Folly. Verse 13, a foolish woman is clamorous. A couple things here. I'm not making a statement that this is only for women. Not at all. This is just the word choice of Proverbs right now. Spends plenty of time talking about the foolishness of men. Okay? But in this specific thing, look, if, if you're a woman, please do not be offended. If you're a man, a foolish man is also can be very, very clamorous, right? But a foolish person, a foolish woman is clamorous. Clamorous, loud. Annoyingly loud, high volume, high intensity, all the time, all the time, all the time. She is simple and knows nothing, or he is simple and knows nothing. Do you hear this? A loud person knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city, right? A place of vocalization, a place where people will hear it. She's high up, right? Echo, voice, volume, out. The loudest, loudest thing around. She does this to call those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Wow! The clamorous, loud, intense, volume person. The people that listen to her, well, her guests, are in the places of hell. So obviously there's a lot of things that we need to unpack here, right? And it's kind of ironic because I would say, a lot of people would say, engaging with me by and large, I'm a loud person. Some people say I'm an intense person. Yeah, sometimes I am, maybe more than I should. This is part of my self-correction. But I also need you to understand that there is a difference between a personality and a deep countenance, right? You, you could be an extroverted person and have a little loudness to you based on personality to some extent, but I would say this, if it's habitual, if it's chronically, you're always, always on like that, whoa, I think it might be time to go to the Lord and see what's going on as part of what we're unpacking here, okay? So, some of the things here. Was Jesus loud? Sometimes. Ah, see? At the appropriate time, he was loud. Oh, he was loud a couple of times. Not many times, people, in three years of ministry. He's loud a couple of times. Maybe like two. Maybe three, if I remember correctly. What was his general countenance? Yeah, meek and lowly of heart. At peace, at rest. Not full volume. Not full intensity. At the appropriate time, was he? Absolutely. But it was very, very sparse. Were the prophets loud? Oh, yeah. Guys, when I mean loud, I don't just like... You, you hear what I mean by loud? It's not like just volume. You, you, like, you guys get that, right? When I mean by loud, it's like that intensity that like everything is falling, right? The prophets were loud, but they were loud at the times of speaking and preaching to an entire society about repentance and pointing people to the Lord. That's when the volume was going up. So, 
what I'm trying to say here is this. I, I really do believe uh, pre-COVID, COVID, post-COVID, essentially speaking, for many reasons, deep reasons, society seems to be full of adrenaline. Society is full of adrenaline. It's full of adrenaline right now. You cannot be pulled into it. You can't. The peace I give to you is not as the world gives it to you. And I hate to say it, I believe many sons and daughters are full of adrenaline right now. So let's talk about this a little bit. Adrenal. Uh, adrenaline comes from, biologically speaking, from the adrenal glands. Some of the Lord gave us to be intense in a response to stress situations. It's referred to like a fight or flight response, right? You need to have an adrenal gland. If there is danger, you need to respond very quickly and very intensely, right? If you're out in the wilderness and an animal comes to you, it's that, whoa, it's that place of surprise. You respond and it's there. God has given it to you so that you can be safe. But this is what we do know. If you live in a society and if you yourself are always pulling on this adrenal nature, your body is in a state of stress, and it's not good for you. Forget about the, the purposes of the kingdom, just you biologically speaking. If you are in an adrenal high, which most of Western culture is, and many of the churches, your body will release cortisol to bring some of that in regulation, and we do know this medically. Increased rates of cortisol over time is the, one of the prime atmospheres for the production of cancer. Okay? If you're a stressed out person and you're continually living in this cortisol-driven state because everything is falling and everything is of a high intensity, long-term uh, connections to that brings forth an element of cancer. You just look it up on not WebMD, right? It's the worst place. But, like, that is, like, a known fact. Okay? This is why, you know, maybe, maybe this is why that in the West or in America we have some of the highest cancer rates in the world. I won't tell you the stats because then it's going to depress you and I don't want to bear that testimony here. Stats are horrendous. Stats are horrendous. There's lots of reasons for it. I think one of them is deeply a spiritual thing. The adrenaline, the volume is up all the time. And if you don't want it to be up all the time, you sit on the couch and you watch TV, which is going to try to make the adrenaline go up again. A lot of things you watch TV, right? The news, right? It's all pop, 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 right? Right? So what happens here is this. If, if we live spiritually or physically and biochemically in a place of adrenal, we have horrible symptoms that may not even lead to eventual cancer, right? There's just natural symptoms that are in place. Let's go through some of them. And when I go through them, be like, oh my. Could this maybe be me? I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor. I don't know what all doctors say. But these are some of the things that are out there. Just do a little registry. And determine if your adrenal processes and your endocrine system is operating on high alert too often. These are some of the symptoms that doctors would say. And just because you have one or two doesn't mean you're living in there. But it's a good reminder from a spiritual practice. Right. Uh, adrenal fatigue symptoms. Uh, you have a general countenance of fatigue, particularly when you wake up with intermittent crashes throughout the day. So you're 
tired when you wake up. You're going through the day, and you're like, whoa, I'm a little tired right now. Could be a sign. Poor stress response and mood regulation. What does this mean, right? You're going through a hard time. Someone says something to you, and you bite back. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone's probably experienced that a little bit. You're like, whoa, I just kind of bit back a little harder than I should. A person cuts you off, and now you're, like, really mad. Someone does something, and you respond not in the right way that the Lord has called you to respond. It actually could be rooted in an adrenal fatigue response. You're running off of so much stress, so much high energy, that your body does this. Okay? Brain fog. Randomly, look, we all have this, right, sometimes. Like, whoa, what just happened? But I mean, like, there's, there's an element that routinely you're having this kind of, whoa, that, like brain fog in your, in your mind. That found this to be very interesting, um, that you now have low energy, and now when the evening comes, boom, there's all this, like, there's a spike. There's a spike of all that, all those chemicals, and uh, your adrenal glands are given one last big push. Now you see this, like, maybe that's where you're like, it's difficult to fall asleep, right? Overactive. You're like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Cravings for salty and sweet foods. Uh, apparently, it's something that helps feed and nourish the adrenal gland. So if your adrenal glands are getting worn out, it needs to be refueled. Vegetables aren't going to do it. Right? So you get a little hankering for sweets and salt in the afternoon or in the evening. It may not be that you have a sweet tooth. It may be that you are suffering from adrenal fatigue because you're living in a culture that is so high volume, so high intensity. Uh, overuse of caffeine, ha, 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 right, the joke of the caffeine and the coffee, and overuse of it and other stimulants. Uh, and then, did I put this on here? I found this to be very fascinating, a compromised immune system. So do you find yourself just like kind of like chronically keep fighting these like simple colds, right? Man, we just got over a cold. How did I just get it back again? Or how come I have this ailment? How come I have this? Your immune system is completely taxed. Because the Lord created you to have an adrenal system for a temporary moment in time to get to safety. But if you're living in that all the time, it's going to be a problem. So I encourage you, take a look at that and be like, hey man, where do I, where do I lie with that? Now, here's the thing. Speaking of adrenal, right? I think this is an important uh, moment for the church right here. People, ministries, churches, pastors, sons and daughters can be doing things out of the adrenal gland and not in the spirit or from the spirit. And you think it is the spirit. Sons, daughters, pastors, worship leaders, ministers, whomever, you, I, whatever, can be doing things actually out of the adrenal gland and not in the spirit or from the spirit, and you may actually think it is from the spirit. But there's an intensity, intensity there. There's an anointing on that person. It may not be the anointing. It may just be the adrenal glands going because they're emotional and they're intense. 
With that being said, does the Holy Spirit bring intensity? Of course it does. Of course it does. But don't confuse someone who is an awesome speaker, someone who is an awesome worship leader, and just always think that it may just be the Spirit. I hope it is the Spirit. But it can also be if they're not a healthy person. It could be really just an extension of the adrenal glands. Always operating on this kind of high. And I do think, man, I do think that the Western church, we get tantalized by the adrenal. And it might not always be the Holy Spirit. Right? Those of us that were around in the 90s, we, we saw this firsthand, right? There was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Powerful things were happening. And some people were experiencing powerful things. And you're like, I have a check in my spirit. I don't think that is the spirit. Guys, anyone around from the 90s, 2000s, you know what I'm saying, right? Especially those people that, are, that were in ministry. It was a great move of God. And people were crying. And people were emotional. And in many ways, it was the Spirit of God. But then some people were like, I just got to check in my spirit. Something is off here. Because it's the adrenal. It's the emotion. You can't confuse emotions with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings emotions, yes. But sometimes people are just emotional. All right. So what does this kind of look like? Forget about the pastor. Forget about the preacher. Forget about the worship leader. Forget about whatever. You, you, right? Um, some of the nuance here, right? Being loud for loudness' sake in our interactions. I see this a lot at work. There are people who are just loud, and then they think they're right because they're loud. And you're like, just because you're loud doesn't mean you're correct. Wow, you spoke louder. Doesn't mean what you're saying is correct. Actually, in fact, if you're speaking so loud, probably means that you're incorrect because you have to use the emotion to try to bully your way into the conclusion. Truth doesn't have to be loud. Truth is truth. And truth is a man who opened not his mouth as a lamb led to the slaughter. When people are loud in conversation or in a little conflict, it's probably because they're not saying the truth. So they have to try to convince. Now let's take it out of, out of that for a moment. This is more than human communication. It's what's going on in the communication in your mind. There is a volume and intensity that sometimes comes into your mind. There are things that speak very loudly. There's a thing. There's a goal. There's a pressing thing that is so loud in your mind that you have to do. It may not be the right thing. Come on, anyone else? You have this thing in your mind like you have to do it. It's very pressing. It's an absolute emergency. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. What I'm here to tell you here is usually the thing that is speaking loudest in your mind. Maybe not usually, but you hear what I'm saying. Right? There's a good chance it's not. Because if it's something that is true, it wouldn't have to be so loud. The pressing engagement, the thing you just have to complete, the thing you just have to do. Come on, I'm telling you, I, I've been brought up pretty dang German. There's a lot of things in my mind that I feel like I need to do, and they're like, you don't have to do them. Right? Go talk to Jose, right? He sees me like doing something, right, working, and it's like, I don't have to do it, but like I, I feel like I, I have to do it, but I don't, right? 
But in my mind, I have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. But I feel like I really have to do it. You don't have to do it. Anyone else like that? Anyone have that kind of personality temperament, right? Truth doesn't need to scream loud. Truth never needs to be justified. Truth is truth, as I said. Truth is a man. And his name is Jesus. Now, I want to clarify. Are there times when the Lord is calling us to be loud? Yes. Are there times when the Lord wants us to increase the intensity on something? Of course there is. But it's not a chronic, habitual, long-term thing is what I'm saying. Your general countenance is one of peace and of meekness and of preference, not of intensity. You have to be careful that the adrenal is not taking over the spirit. Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. Actually, let's, uh, let, let's, let's begin in 18 because that's the context. Matthew chapter 11, verse 18. <clears throat> this, is, this is the great debate of the, of the Pharisees to Jesus in many regards, right? It says, there's John, uh, this is Jesus speaking. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they, the Pharisees, say he has a demon, right? This is the, this is the great thing. Like, Jesus is like, come on, right? Everything you're saying wrong about how I'm living my life, John did the opposite. He lived in the wilderness. He ate locusts. He did all this kind of thing. And you Pharisees said that he had a demon. So if, if I, Jesus, go and do what John did, you would say he has a demon. But the Son of Man comes, eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine, a Biber, biber, what the heck is that, right? Someone's intoxicated. He's a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So what's the deal? Which one's right to Pharisees? But here's the fire, here's the power. But wisdom, truth. But wisdom, truth, is justified by her children. It's like, well, wisdom, truth, is justified by her children. What does that even mean? What it means here is the fruit. Children are the fruit of the womb. Children are the fruit of the parents. Truth is justified by the fruit that you see. What was the fruit of John? What is the fruit of the Son of Man? You see the fruit, and then therefore wisdom should be justified. It's the truth. So here it is. What is the fruit of adrenaline? What is the fruit of this adrenal gland? It's these things. You're aggressive. You're stressed. You're anxious. You're fatigued. You're running around like a chicken with its head cut off. You're not in balance in work, life, church, spirit, family. You're not in balance. That's the fruit of the adrenal. You're volatile, you have a volatile personality. One of my favorites, I've been working on for years, is being tempered. You're not tempered. You're emotional. You're zero to 100. You're extreme in either way. There's no temperance to your life. You're irrational. This is the adrenal, it's not the spirit. I'm telling you, 
In Western culture, we like the person, male or female, that's full of adrenaline. They have the truth, don't they? Truth does not have to speak loud. It can speak loud, and sometimes it does. It doesn't have to, though. It's not habitual. Wisdom, truth, is justified by her children. Fruit of the Spirit. It's the complete opposite, isn't it? Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and I think me personally, what I've been walking through, self-control. Being tempered. I don't have to be extreme. I'm tempered. Okay? It's the opposite of the adrenal. So, let's go back to John. Thank you, Jose. Let's go back. John 14, 20. Let's just read it over again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the word do I give to you? Let's break it down. Peace I leave with you. Jesus saying is, says, peace I leave with you. This is right after he says that I need to go so that the helper will come, the Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit, peace. Peace, Holy Spirit. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. That means it's here. It means it's a promise. It doesn't mean you have to go searching for it. It doesn't mean you have to do X, Y, and Z to get it. He says, I leave it here for you. It's a promise. It's something that is yours. It's here. You need to step into it. In any situation, in any, situ yeah, in any situation, my peace is here. Next, I give you peace not as the world gives it. A lot of people in the church are always looking for the peace as the world gives it. Some of our counseling sessions may even be stepping into a place of, how does the world give the peace? Here it is. The world gives peace as an extension of control. That's it. The world's notion of peace is really just the result or the extension of control. If I can control the emotion... If I can control the situation, if I can control what I'm going through, if I can control my finances, if I can control my bills, then I'll have peace. That's what the world says. Do these things and then you'll have peace. So if I can control the experience, then I'm going to feel comfortable. And then when I feel comfortable, then I'll finally be at peace. That's how the world gives it. If my needs and my wants are met, then I'll be at peace. How does Messiah, how does Christ give it? Not as the world gives it. If you lose your life, then you're going to find it. If you surrender your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, then he will direct you. In short, it's this. The world says peace by control. Jesus says peace by giving up control. That's so good, man. Uh, Dana, if you're available... That'd be great. Okay? 
If I do X, Y, and Z, I'll be able to control the situation. Then I'll have peace. Jesus says, give up the control. Then you'll have peace. In order to get control, the Lord has given you something. It's called an adrenal gland. In emergencies, you have the endocrine system, which will produce these things, right? So if you're chasing after an element of peace that is not founded in the peace of the Lord, you're actually just chasing and running off of the fuel and the energy and the fumes of adrenaline to get your peace. The Lord is saying, shut down the adrenal gland, give up control, then you'll have peace. And then you'll have fruits of the Spirit because you're no longer operating in this adrenal mentality. Okay? A couple things here. Look, there's time to be loud. There's time to be, have an intensity. Of course. Especially view of, the, of those of you that have personality temperaments that may be a little bit like mine. There's a time for it. Don't let it be your countenance. Don't let it be your chronic thing. Don't let it be your personality. Don't. It's adrenaline. It may not be the Lord. And you'll be burned out. Calmness is resolute. It's resolute. Increased volume is simply a distraction. It tries to convince through emotion and panic. Whether it's between us interacting or the interaction inside of your mind. The Lord is strong. The Lord could be and definitely will be intense when he returns. But he's tempered. He's self-controlled. The Lord is truth, and he's not anxious, and he's not irrational. I would say, as the world is, is, is generally saying that the sky is falling, we, as sons and daughters, we need to be at peace. We need to be love. We, be, we need to be compassionate. And then, therefore, it's amazing. If we do all those things, we're going to be abnormal. Yes, yes, yes. There is an expediency to the coming of the kingdom. Yes. We live with conviction. But the fact of the matter is, the way in which we conduct ourselves during these unprecedented times will be a magnet for people to come to the Lord or a pushing away. Look, man, if you're adrenaline-ridden, if you've got all this stuff, all this high intensity all the time, all this kind of stuff, people are not going to be drawn to you during unprecedented times. They're going to be drawn to peace. My peace I leave to you. So it might be a little bit of a hard word, but if you use adrenaline as a replacement of the spirit, it's got to be honest. Well, I'd rather get advice from a simple farmer who lives with his girlfriend making hay than I would wanting to get advice from you. That's the reality. I don't want advice from someone who's plugged into the adrenaline intensity all the time rather take a drive up Eagle Road and sit down with some heathen and be in that peace. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but that's how far we've come. 
Closing up, John chapter 14, verse 27. Once again, get it in our spirits. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Chapter 15, verse 4. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Wisdom, truth, is justified by her children. If we abide in him, there will be a fruit of his peace, of his countenance. If we're the children of other things, of the world and even peace as the world gives it, we were going to bear a very different fruit. Irrational, tired, fatigued, argumentative, moody. That's not the peace that he's giving you. Amen? Why don't we stand? Father, we just come before you. We say, Lord, we want to abide in you. Lord, we want to abide in your peace. Not as the world gives it, but as you give it. Father, give us the wisdom, the wisdom of your Son by the Spirit of God to know when it is appropriate to be shouting from the rooftops. Because there is a time and a place. But Lord, let us also have the wisdom to say, man, I just want to have the Lord's countenance. I don't want to step into how the world does things operating off of a system that ultimately is of coercion and force increase volume increase intensity to try to bring forth what my goal is truth truth is a man truth is Jesus let us step into the fruits of the spirit not into the fruits of adrenaline Jesus' name. Amen. I know there's some people um, that, that would be ready to <laughs> be on the altar team. I know we had some prayer during worship. We want to have an opportunity, a time of prayer. Um, especially for a message like this, I want to just really ask. I just want to create a very, very peaceful, soaking type of atmosphere conversations and talking. I mean, so we got the multi-purpose room. we got the lobby. You can go over there and get all caffeinated up if your adrenal glands are, are depleted. Okay? Alright, have a wonderful week. Hope to see you Wednesday or Sunday. Be blessed.